episode was brought to you by The Donut. So ladies, what's the most precious resource in the world? Uh, is it money? No, Lilith, it's your time. Time is precious, so why would you use it on a biased and a stressful news source? I don't know, you must be really dumb. (laughs) (laughs) It's boring, it's dry and negative. It's near impossible to read and not think humanity's doomed. I agree. Most of the time when I read the news, I feel doomed. But that's where the donut comes in. They turn this time-consuming, anxiety-ridden chore into a quick guilty pleasure that ensures you'll never be the boring one in a conversation. And their goal is to make the news quick, engaging, and easy to understand. And did I mention it's 100% free? So you don't need to pay for a subscription? No, Lilith, it's available for free through text and email. How does that work? Well, you just go to www.thedonut.co forward slash FDS. So if you subscribe to The Donut within the month of June using our link, they'll be giving away a hand dip tumbler to three people. That's T-H-E-D-O-N-U-T dot C-O forward slash FDS. Or check the link in the show notes. What's up, queens? Welcome to the Female Dating Strategy Podcast, the meanest female-only podcast on the internet. I'm Ro. I'm Savannah. Welcome back, Savannah. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the flesh. It's good to be back. Yes. Back in the flesh. Finally. Tell us what happened. So I had an operation at the beginning of May, as you all know, but then unfortunately I was one of the unlucky statistics, like 1% statistics who developed a complication. So that landed me back in hospital for two and a half weeks. I know we missed you so bad. We kept scheduling episodes that we wanted to do and then we were hoping you would get better and then it didn't happen. And we were like, okay, let's just wait because we want all the juicy stuff to be talked about when you're here. Yeah. I mean, things with the NHS as well is like, I mean, at least it's free unlike some countries but to get like a question of when you're going to be discharged it takes like a week in itself it's almost like the surgeons have a quota of you can ask one question per patient a day and so it took them like a week to decide when I could be moved to oral antibiotics and be discharged but yeah I'm out and alive and thriving I gotta say every week that we were like hoping to have Savannah and then we didn't have Savannah, me and Ro were just like scrambling like, shit, what are we going to record this week? I feel like, I don't know, I want to actually sort of almost apologize to our audience for like not putting out the top tier content that we would have liked. And then you got sick, right? Then I got sick because again, I went back to like a in real life job. And so like probably a third of the people that I work with are now sick. So I got sick and I'm still sick actually, but I'm just going to be slightly tired this episode, but it's fine. So yeah, we missed a recording week. Yeah, it is what it is that's life sometimes shit happens <laughs> yeah our bad okay so what's the topic today because savannah's coming back with her guns out so the topic today is the johnny depp and amber heard trial but it's going to be from a slightly different angle so we're not going to go into the ins and outs of either trial we'll mention them but because like none of us are lawyers or have the legal knowledge we're not going to add i don't want to add to all this fucking misinformation i don't want to accidentally add Yeah, I don't want to add to that discourse, but what we will talk about is the red flags in Johnny Depp and what the trial and the outcome actually means for women who are victims of domestic violence. Because I think that is, yeah, that's really, really important to talk about. Can I just say, first of all, I stand with Amber Heard. I was an Amber Heard stan before it was cool. Okay. Like when all of this like shit was going down and everyone was like, oh, you're defending an abuser, blah, 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 by defending Amber Heard. No, I always side with a woman 
no matter what. Mm. Okay. And so I just want to say for all you Johnny come lately's who are like supporting Amber, now that the verdict came through and you know, now you feel like it's safe or whatever to defend Amber Heard or like the bots are a lot less intimidating now, I guess, you know, too little, too late. To be fair, that was like sort of me. So I've never really followed celebrity gossip and I've only known Johnny Depp in Pirates of the Caribbean. I hadn't really, I'd watched Aquaman, but I didn't know who Amber Heard was. So when this trial came about, I was very much like, meh. And then as it developed, I was then more like, okay, everyone sucks here. But then when I was, I guess, in hospital sick, I read the whole, or the judgment of the UK trial. And then I was like... So you had a lot of free time, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I actually read... read all 120 pages yeah I read all the pages and so I was one of those people who was like everyone sucks here but then I realized that actually if you are being neutral then you're siding with the oppressor and in the relationship it's clear that Johnny had the power base and again I read the UK judgment in full and it was obvious that Johnny was the abuser 100% Yeah, I feel like the Depp crowd was relying on a lot of underhanded tactics by taking clips out of context and just hoping that the low information crowd would just jump on to the narrative, which happened. Or just straight up lying. They were saying she was doing cocaine on the stand or something like that, just based because she like rubbed her nose or something like, oh, she just did cocaine. Like, first of all, I've seen people doing blow. Okay. I know that's not what it looks like when people take. That's not what it looks like. Okay. (laughs) It's like, it's not how it works. So (laughs) secondly, it's actually creepy to me how people will put like a clip like that, put a narrative around it. And then everyone just believes them when it's so obviously false. Like, I actually find it a little bit horrifying the way that social media can be weaponized and leveraged to make you believe a complete falsehood that's wild to me especially against women because let's be real there's so there's so much evidence out there of debt being a piece of shit like and we'll go into that in the next part of this episode but that just gets completely excused and ignored yeah like why is johnny depp saying he wants to like burn her corpse and rape her dead body and stuff like that why is that seen as like oh just those like why is that not get as much attention as you know amber heard sniffing in a funny way and then everyone being like you know people are so quick to hate on women and so quick to defend men's shitty behaviors. I'm really fucking sick of it. That's why I'm an Amber Heard stan. Some of this is information warfare. We talked a little bit about this on FPS. And this is also why, once again, we abandon Reddit is because there's a lot of men, especially these neats and incels. They have nothing else better to do. What they do is they coordinate on like a discord or some kind of group where they can launch these massive disinformation campaigns, right? So this is not like a coincidence. It's either being coordinated by Johnny's lawyers themselves or by just like pissed off angry men who understand that they can change the discourse and change the narrative by flooding social media, flooding Twitter, flooding TikTok with pro Johnny Depp material, flooding YouTube. And that's why it seemed pretty inescapable for a while. Like I remember I was really actively avoiding the trial. I was like, I don't care about this. And I kept like actually trying to downvote or click uh, do not show me this and again. And I kept still being spammed with Johnny Depp, Amber Heard trial information, specifically pro, except for like the women I personally followed, right? But my feed kept coming up with people I don't follow with pro Johnny Depp narrative. So a lot of that is not a coincidence. A lot of that is both, I want to say dark money, because I think uh, 
Vice magazine did an expose where they said Daily Wire was actually paying hundreds of thousands of dollars in advertisements to push pro Johnny Depp narratives. You have like dark money coming from these semi mainstream media companies, as well as just like individual groups of pissed off internet incels, right? So this is where that kind of thing is really tough because it starts to feel like that narrative is everywhere because there's so many of these men who are dedicated to flooding every available social media with one kind of narrative. It's a type of information warfare. It's very difficult for us to compete with unless we had a similarly armed wing of female incels or female needs that would just be willing to just flood social media with pro- Amber Heard narratives. And there are female incels and their female needs, but they're not the sort of person who would go out there to counteract them. They're the sort of people who would like the female needs. They hate hot women too. So they're the ones who are also going after Amber Heard. But this is the thing. I'm like, if we ever had enough money and became popular as female dating strategy to have enough money to actually start to spend money to correct the disinformation that's coming from the manosphere and do a, a counter-strike in information campaign, then that, I feel like that would be a good use of our time because part of the most disappointing thing was how many women bought into the narrative based on small clips, right? And they're like, Johnny Depp would never do this to her. And then like jumping in all of the little idiosyncrasies about Amber Heard they didn't like to justify why she was lying, why they thought she was lying or that she deserved whatever treatment she got from Johnny Depp, which was pretty ridiculous. Women are losing the information war right now in a bad way. And there's no clearer case of that than this Johnny Amber trial. Sorry to interrupt you ladies, but I actually like I know that after the trial verdict came in, you know, we started seeing more pro Amber Heard, but the bots are still going right now currently on Twitter as of this recording. Right now, it says one of the top trending hashtags is Amber Heard is an abuser. And it's just like a bunch of out of context clips and out of context texts, like where she's being slightly annoying and then being like, she's an abuser. Like, (laughs) it's actually frightening. It's honestly frightening. Yeah, I'm laughing because of how uncomfortable it is. Yeah, it's just this, oh gosh. Well, it's scary because it, you realize how quickly just the men online, the Darrens, as we might call them, can completely manipulate the narrative in a, such a short amount of time. And there's like a large amount of women who will never question it. And that's been sort of disappointing. And I know even all of the feminist websites are frequent. It's funny because a lot of them have said, man, sometimes I don't know why I'm fighting for women, like watching how quickly they just turned on Amber Heard over like very little pieces of evidence. But of course, you know, we do it for them even against their will. I mean, I fight for women because I am a woman. It's coming from a place of self-interest, right? Like I benefit from a world where women are, you know, protected from abuse, right? So I'm not afraid to admit that I'm doing it for self-interest and not out of the goodness of my heart. I don't understand being that self-hating or self-destructive or like, (laughs) I don't know, maybe they don't see it as self-destructive. Maybe it's because under patriarchy, you know, women get crumbs of attention and positive, you know, reinforcement from men for betraying other women. That's probably it. That's it. They're buying into the narrative that like, oh, because of women like Amber, then the rest of us won't be believed because of domestic violence. Like since when has men launching false accusations and being being proven to be liars ever discredited men as a group? This doesn't happen. You know, no woman wants to think that her precious like husband, son, or, you know, man that she likes could be a rapist. No woman wants to admit that, right? And a lot of women have been idolizing Johnny Depp, you know, for decades now and having like celebrity crushes on him. It's a very uncomfortable thought. And this is why I want to talk about this when we do our episode of Anatomy of a Scandal. You know, we're going to do soon now that Savannah's back. But like, I feel like that show does a really good job showing what it's like and how uncomfortable it is when, you know, a male celebrity that everyone likes and admires is found to be or is accused 
accused of like sexual assault. And, and just to tie off those points as well, it's important to remember as women, and somebody made a really, really good point on Twitter. Forgive me, I can't remember their name, but they said that a woman you disagree with or dislike in every single way is a lot less likely to harm you than a man on your side or a man that you know and love. And that is why I continue to fight for feminism because she's honestly, that is, you know, that's basically nail and head. You are statistically less likely to be harmed by Amber Heard, even if you absolutely hate her, than Johnny Depp. Exactly. And I had a thread recently where I talked about some problem employees that I've had. And I want to say like the women that I've had problems with. I saw that thread. <laughs> Sorry, it made me giggle. <laughs> I was just like, Lilith, poor Lilith took so many L's trying to help people. <laughs> trying to help these down on their luck people. And they just end up going psycho on me, right? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, I ended up coming out on top in most of these scenarios, right? But when a man is being like kind of fucked up, he'll like stalk me for months or like, you know, sexually harass me or, you know, threaten to like kill me or rape me or something like that, right? Like these are like men that are hostile to me. The women that are hostile to me, like, oh, they'll talk shit about me behind my back. Oh, they'll like, you know, try to have a smear campaign, which is like shitty and annoying and it can impact my career and stuff like that. But it's not like a threat to my physical safety the same way that men are, right? That, by the way, was just like a highlight reel or a low light reel, I guess, of like all of like the worst people I've ever dealt with in my entire like 10 years that I've had a job. So this isn't like a regular thing. This is a once in a while you meet a crazy person that goes psycho. Like it is what it is. And definitely go check out the thread, even for a slight morbid evening entertainment at Lilith's expense. I'm sorry, Lilith. It just made me, <laughs> just made me giggle. It's <laughs> nice person taking multiple L's. <laughs> I don't know. Some women just, I think, again, it's the high school trauma thing where like, you know, women get triggered by women like Amber Heard or women are more successful than them or women have more power than them. It's just this crabs in the bucket kind of mentality. And so I've been feeling triggered by the Amber Heard thing because I kind of maybe low-key identify with her a lot. Okay, so just to give some, you know, broader context, because I think if you take this trial in isolation, it's easy to fall into the misinformation campaign and believe that Amber Heard is bullshitting, she's a liar and all that. But actually, Johnny Depp's uh, violent streak and bad behaviour actually goes back to the very, very start of his career. So he even said he's been addicted to substance misuse and, and alcohol since he was very, very young. Since he was 11. Yeah, since he was 11. So I think he had quite a rough childhood. And the thing is with substance misuse and addicts is that that alone doesn't necessarily make somebody abusive. But when they're under the influence or when they feel that somebody is coming between them and their addiction, they can become very nasty extremely quickly. Oh, yeah. I'm very familiar with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and I work with addicts in the homeless hostel and it's the same story. Like the number of times myself and my colleagues, you know, they've threatened to stab us, shoot us, beat us up. They've attempted to destroy our property all because we challenged them and said no. Like they can be extremely violent people. I've had relatives who literally robbed us like when we were kids. Like when I was a kid, I had a relative literally show up to our house with a sob story being like, oh, you know, I'm homeless. Help me. You know, yada, yada. We let her stay at our place. And like we wake up the next morning, all our TVs were gone. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's not going to stop me from helping people, by the way. Like all of these people taking advantage of my generosity, maybe 10% of the time when I help someone, it ends badly like that. But most of the time it ends well. So I'm, it's not going to stop me. <laughs> anyways it is what it is 
I get annoyed by addicts. So sorry, my point. And another aspect of addiction is that they often don't take accountability for anything. And if we go through, as you will shortly through uh, Johnny Depp's career, is that you have a man who from very, very young achieved phenomenal uh, global success. I think it was in 21 Jump Street. And ever since then, he's basically been surrounded by enablers and by yes men and by people who won't say no to him. There was actually quite almost like a pathetic article that the Rolling Stone did in 2018, which we'll link in the show notes. And it was actually meant to clear Johnny's name, but it had the opposite effect because it was so fucking pathetic. And the author, it was basically an overview of uh, Depp's uh, financial issue. So he had a $650 million fortune that was basically all squandered and he was suing his financial managers for mismanagement. They basically countersued him for being a spoiled brat and spending beyond his means and defaming them and just being a piece of shit so he's been tied up in litigations for a very very long time in one of the lines that basically said that Depp had no friends because everybody around him was basically on his payroll his family were on his payroll <laughs> and I mean we laugh but it was I felt briefly quite sorry for him because he just didn't have people telling him no and in the UK trial Judge Andrew Nicholl noticed this as well like when he was receiving the testimonies from Depp's witnesses he noted when a witness was on Depp's payroll and he even said that their first loyalty was to Johnny Depp I remember seeing something on Twitter where I think one of his team told him that he needed to go back to filming for Pirates of the Caribbean and Depp basically said how fucking dare you question you know I'm never gonna forget that you're not loyal to me all because he told him to go back to work or asked him if could he go back to work and so I'm just gonna go through a brief synopsis of the highlights of Johnny Depp's uh, rap sheet because people say Amber Heard has a history of domestic violence. First of all, can I say actually, no, she doesn't. Okay. Her ex-girlfriend has come out and vouched for her multiple times saying that the whole quote unquote domestic violence arrest was like based on homophobia or lesbophobia. Like Amber Heard is bisexual, by the way. So yeah, she had an ex-girlfriend. They got into an altercation at the airport. Apparently she was arrested, but her girlfriend at the time has come out multiple times since then and said like she wasn't an abuser. Like this was a normal relationship. And to add to that as well, but like Johnny Depp has been or has shown a violent streak since before Amber Heard was born or around the time she was born. So in 1989, he was arrested for assaulting a security guard after the guard asked him and his friends to leave the premises at the time Depp was drunk. And the charges were dropped after Depp told the judge that he would behave. In 1994, he was arrested for trashing a hotel room in an argument with Kate Moss. The police actually went out and they saw Kate Moss surrounded by the wreckage and he paid almost $10,000 in damages. So you have to basically be like the Incredible Hulk to do $10,000 worth of damage to a hotel room. And Winona Ryder, firstly, their relationship started when she was 17 and he was 25. I don't believe for a second they only started getting physical after she turned 18 because these men are fucking perverts. And secondly, she said something quite telling in that she said she didn't name Johnny Depp and I'm surprised he hasn't sued her as well, technically. But she said her first boyfriend, you to smash things and her first boyfriend was Johnny Depp and you know let's not forget Johnny is back in court next month for allegedly hitting and punching a crew member Johnny also believes that Amber Heard's op-ed which didn't name him caused a downfall of his career but there is plenty of evidence that suggests that Johnny's career was in a decline anyway partly because of his behavior on set so he was showing up drunk he was arguing with crew members he was constantly spending beyond his means 
so he would spend at least $30,000 a month on wine. And he even said, like, it's offensive for you to say I spent that much because it was a lot more. He fucking paid $5 million to shoot his friend's ashes into the sky. Like, this was a guy who was reckless with money. So we get to his relationship with Amber Heard. So they initially met in 2009 when in the Rum Diary and she was 23 and he was 46. So that alone is a massive age gap. He's literally double her age. Yeah, I don't understand all these people that make it seem like the younger partner, especially the much younger partner, is the person who is predatory. I'm like, he's got all his mental faculties in order, except for maybe his drug addiction. And the thing is, all of his girlfriends have been substantially younger than him so him and Kate Moss had about a 10 year age gap him and Vanessa Paradis also had a 10 year age gap him and Winona Ryder he dated when she was 17 I think when she was young so this is a pattern of behavior it's not and he's clearly one of those men like John Cena as they get older their girlfriends get younger <laughs> So he's like, he clearly, he seeks out much younger women. He likes that power dynamic, basically. Which we know is an indicator of, yeah, someone who likes control and likely abuse. <laughs> yeah, and likely abuse. And if we look at their statuses, Amber Heard was just, you know, starting out. She was a relatively unknown actress, but Johnny Depp had a number of, you know, movies behind him. He had a lot of money. He had, you know, houses, estates. So the power base clearly lies with him in this situation. And again, he was surrounded by people on his payroll. And again, you know, Judge Andrew Nichol even said that... The the people who were supposed to be protecting Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, their only loyalty was to Depp. Like Amber Heard was basically on her own. Yeah. Judge Nichols a boss, by the way. Like I sort of feel really bad that he's just being slandered and defamed because the UK can still call him a wife beater, but he just seems like he fully understands DV. So he made allowances sometimes when Amber was inconsistent or when she didn't have evidence because he said that is a common feature of domestic violence. It happens behind closed doors. So shout out to Judge Andrew Nichol. I hope you're enjoying your retirement and ignoring the jobless debt fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, those unwashed pygmies <laughs> that decided to roll themselves out of bed and like waddle down to this courthouse. I mean, so Andrew Nichol went to Harvard and Oxford law schools. I would feel so insulted if some 19-year-old on TikTok was trying to explain the law to me, somebody who'd practiced law for decades until I retired. I'd just be like, who the fuck do you think you are? The audacity of Gen Z kids. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> who the fuck do you think you are? I wish it was just Gen Z kids. It was a lot of like Gen X. But yeah, women who have been in love with Johnny Depp for a long time, who refuses the reality of who he is. Just fully crazy, deep internalized misogyny. And so they get together a couple of years later after, I'm not sure what year it was, either 2012 or 2013. And what's interesting is that Amber Heard makes the claim that Johnny was very paranoid and jealous. And I actually came across a an article from Marie Claire, which was in 2014. So about a year or so into their relationship. And it's basically saying how, is it just us or has Amber Heard's, I mean, the way she dresses, has it changed since dating Johnny Depp? And they were basically noticing that she went from wearing like couture gowns that showed her shoulders and her back and her and her lovely figure to basically wearing t-shirts and long skirts and that was quite telling because that was one of the things that Amber alleged that Johnny would do he would control her wardrobe he would get very jealous of both her male and female friends he destroyed her wardrobe he would 
would accuse her of cheating, even though he was cheating on her throughout the relationship. So there was a lot of gaslighting and Davo as well. Yeah, and I've read Why Does He Do That, okay? I know that men, sometimes when they destroy property, it's because they actually want to beat the shit out of you. And it's like a way of being like, oh, you know, if you're not careful, like you might be next kind of thing, right? And it's like a punishing thing. It's like these abusive men, like they don't go and trash their own shit, right? They always trash the woman's shit. And it's usually her or, you know, his staff or whatever who has to clean it up, right? So again, like men destroying property is a form of abuse. Like that's just an objective fact. Yeah, and it shows a violent streak. So I was quite surprised to see so many people explaining it. Even when one of Johnny's, I think she was his ex-friends with benefits in the 90s, she said that he threw a wine bottle in an argument. And you saw like women saying, who doesn't throw things when they're angry? I was like, I don't throw things when I'm angry. Especially not a wine bottle. Sometimes, okay, if I'm like having computer problems, I'll definitely have a moment where I'm like, I want to throw my computer out the window. But I don't because that would be expensive and it's called having self-control, right? But you don't then go and throw your a bottle at your boyfriend or somebody else. And it seemed like whenever he got any bad news or whenever he was just feeling shit or whenever he went on a bender, he would just take it out on Amber, which is classic abusive behavior. And then we see the text that he was sending to his friends at the time or members of his staff at the time saying that he wanted to rape and fuck her corpse, which is an interesting one because Depp fans often say that he sent that text um, after experiencing years of abuse when actually he sent it quite early on in their relationship. And, you know, by Depp's own testimony, around the time he sent it, the relationship was perfect. And what I think he meant was that he was abusing her and she wasn't fighting back. And that's what abusers want. They want to be able to abuse you at will. And then they start getting angry angry or saying that you're ruining the relationship when you start standing up for yourself, which seems to be like what Amber Heard did. So I don't know, maybe she thought of FDS before us because she would call him like limp dick. <laughs> like, she would call him limp dick and say he's like fat old man. And because I think that's the alcohol, like his face is like a puffer fish. And I think it's because of all the alcohol that he drinks. Yeah. Drinking too much will make your dick not work. Duh. Like, so that's why I stand her. <laughs> Whiskey dick. Oh, I also just want to say for the record, I'm aware of some of these couples where like the man will marry a woman half his age and he'll abuse her when he's still sort of in his prime in his forties and fifties. These couples, like as the woman gets older and she's in her thirties, which is like when women are generally, this, women tend to have their, you know, physical strength, at least, you know, late twenties and thirties, at least for women who like work out, you know, and so these women, they'll be in their late twenties and thirties, they're in their prime and he's now a decrepit old man. And like, I just want to say for the record, like, actually, do I want to say this? Actually, I support like ladies if you're married a man twice your age and he abused you when he was in his prime and now he's a decrepit old man I just want to say it's okay to even the score in my opinion that's just me but <laughs> if it's safe if it's safe like don't put your safety at risk because I feel like Amber Heard I think on some occasions she was quite lucky to escape with the bruises and the damage that she did because it seemed it got horrifically violent I just want to say I don't feel bad for these decrepit old men who get their ass beat by their much younger wife you know some of these guys will be like you know, literally reliant on their wife half their age as like a nurse, you know, as like a caregiver, like he'll be verbally abusing her, denigrating her, calling her a fat cow, whatever, like saying horrible things to her when she's like literally spoon feeding him. And then some of these women, they just snap. And I'm just saying like, that's what you get if you marry a woman half your age and abuse her. That's like cause and effect. <laughs> 
Yeah. And, you know, yeah, it seemed like their relationship had all the hallmarks of abuse. You had emotional abuse. You had verbal abuse. He would, you know, he would call her fat. He would put her down. Um, You had physical abuse where in the UK trial, actually, he was caught out in a big, big lie in that he said the headbutt incident that I never touched her nothing happened. And then the UK trial played back audio that he didn't know had been recorded, you know, where he says, I gave you a headbutt, it doesn't break a fucking nose. So then he revised his story to then say, I did headbutt her, but it was an accident. How do you accidentally headbutt a person? I don't. And even if it was an accident, like one thing I rate Amber Heard is that she never said that she didn't hit him back. She owned up and she even said, I was nasty. I would call him names. I hit him back. Even if it was an accident, wouldn't you just say, I accidentally headbutt her as opposed to saying, I never touched her? If it was really an accident. That's how you know he was the abuser. Because honestly, to be fair, my niece, she headbutts all of us all the time on accident because she just moves her head in like weird directions. She's headbutted me, my dad, everyone. Especially if you're under the influence. Being a child is like being under the influence though. Right. <laughs> so like to headbutt someone, you have to be smaller than them, right? Like I don't know how you put your head low enough and run full speed at someone without that being intentional unless you're a child. Because children, their heads are too big and too heavy for the rest of their body. <laughs> so they don't have a choice and they're just running around like that naturally. But a fully grown adult man who can support his head has the body strength and the coordination to support his head and stand upright is not accidentally headbutting people. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just giving the extreme benefit of the doubt, but say he was massively under the influence and she tried to move him and he moved his head in a weird position. I mean, that has happened to me before when I've tried to move like residents who were, you know, high or drunk and couldn't move. But if that was the case, you would say it was an accident and explain the context, but he outright denied it until he was caught in the lie. And then over time, it seems like after the UK trial, it went from him denying he abused her to him saying that Amber was the abuser. You no classic Darvo. Darvo! That's like straight out of the abuser playbook. Yeah, Darvo. And the incels spelled Fetima narrative, right? Because all he had to do was go on social media and all the incels had gathered all the like the quote receipts that they could and tried to create a narrative in which he's the victim, right? So the work was already done on that front thanks to the internet manosphere. And I had a tweet actually that was like... <laughs> Johnny Depp claiming to be a victim of domestic violence so that he can sue his ex-wife has the same energy as those people who do like insurance scams where they like jump in front of a car. I'd be like, oh, I'm so hurt. And you're like, oh, I have a dash cab. And they're like, oh, shit. And then run away. <laughs> same energy. And so that's where we're currently at. So it was Depp's idea to sue Amber Heard for an op-ed, which we'll link in the show notes, where she talks about her experience of domestic violence and she doesn't actually name him. So he decides to sue her and his team pushes it for it to be in Virginia and to have a jury trial. You know, this coupled with a text where he said that he wants to globally humiliate her. Like for me, that was a wrap. And, you know, when they were doing recent articles saying that for him, it was never about the money. I was like, well, that was honest because he even said it was never about money. It was about like globally humiliating her. And I think he's pissed that she left him. That's ultimately what it was about. He was, you know, pissed. And then, you know, she moved on to Elon Musk. She dumped him because she was still in love with Johnny. And people still call her a gold digger. Like Elon Musk wanted to marry her. Like she went from Johnny Depp to the richest man in the world and she still left him and she's still a gold digger. You know, I think she's a queen because she ended up having a baby. I guess like, I don't know if she got a sperm donor or what, but she see, I guess she had a baby. 
I don't think it's Johnny's. I don't think it's Elon Musk's, right? But it's like, she basically decided to do the single mom by choice kind of thing. And I actually, I think that's a queen move. Like a lot of women are starting to do that. Because unfortunately, like, when you have a child with a man, you know, sometimes, yeah, it can work out great. If he's like a really active father, and you know, you can be a happy family. That's awesome. A lot of the times, though, the guy ends up being a deadbeat, or he doesn't, you know, take after his kids. Or if there's a split, like they can use the family courts to further abuse you. And this is what happens to a lot of women. And this is what happens to a lot of women, like women, especially in the UK, I don't think they can get legal aid. So if their abuser is fighting for custody, women have to meet that at their own expense. And their ex knows this. So they just go to court, not because they give a shit about the kids, but because they want to bankruptly. There was a woman who spent almost $50,000 on legal fees, basically battling her ex in court. And even in the UK trial, which again I'll lick your judgment because I don't have much faith in the English justice system generally but honestly reading Nichols judgment and the two other judges who basically told Depp to fuck off it really made me patriotic and I was like oh my gosh like we had a judge who understands DV and they even said that basically Depp is abusing the court system by bringing this case here and I just want to park and talk briefly about the UK libel case so Depp basically sued NGN and the son and Dan Wooten who is an author a right-wing commentator for calling him a wife beater in an article and the UK is one of basically libel tourism like a lot of celebrities will basically sue in the UK because it's basically a slam dunk for the claimant like it's easy to win and the Sun newspaper is a piece of shit rag you know to give some further context about 30 years ago there was a there was a crush at a football match in basically Hillsborough and a lot of people died a lot of people were severely injured and what the son did was they basically I think it was a few days after the event they basically blamed the victim said that it was all their fault which it wasn't that they were pissing on the policemen trying to help them and ever since then the son has been referred to as a rag like it's not sold in Liverpool for that reason people don't really take it seriously so basically saying if you lose a defamation suit against the fucking son like you did it like it's just like the son should have been like a slam dunk for you know for Johnny Depp but it wasn't because you know they basically alleged that Johnny had abused Amber on 14 separate occasions and Judge Nicol ruled that 12 of those allegations were substantially true I mean I briefly wanted to go into law but then when someone told me I'd have to defend I was like I can't defend a piece of shit if I had a rapist I'd be collaborating with his lawyer saying how are we going to get him sent down for the maximum term and so in a civil trial you have what's known as the balance of probability so you basically need to believe like it was you know 51% more likely to have happened than not and it's different to criminal trials where you have to prove it beyond any reasonable doubt and that's the reason why OJ was acquitted so in a balance of probabilities the evidential standards that basically the quality of evidence is a lot lower and this was also why OJ was acquitted in the criminal trial but he was found liable in the civil trial yeah because with the beyond a reasonable doubt all you have to do is create a doubt introduce reasonable doubt and that's what his defense team did they just basically you know the lead detective in the OJ trial was found out to be a racist and they basically you know pushed a narrative that he was stitched up and off he got so in the UK trial what was interesting was that Judge Nicol actually went by a previous legal precedent that said if somebody is making an allegation in a defamation trial that constitutes criminal activity then you need stronger evidence and what the son was essentially 
essentially accusing Johnny of doing, so battery, you know, property destruction, these are all criminal offences. Uh, so what Judge Nickel actually did was that he said the son had to provide stronger evidence to substantiate their claim, essentially making it even harder for the son to win their case. And Depp still lost. Yeah. So he's definitely the abuser. And also, like, we can still legally say in the UK that Johnny Depp's a wife beater. So unfortunately, the US maybe not, but we still can. I don't know how it is in Canada, but maybe he'll sue FDS province in Canada where trials can be televised to, like, force me to dox myself or some shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) We can just register the country in, like, Bermuda or, like, Monaco (laughs) to, (laughs) to go with it. So yeah, so basically, I mean, what I wanted to show with that segment is that even that you don't need a trial, a defamation suite or two trials or multiple trials, you know, to be able to recognize a pattern of abusive behavior. Like at FDS, we don't put the men that we're dating or the men that we've said who, you know, abused us on trial before we say they're abusive. Like Johnny Depp clearly has an abusive entitled streak. It's clear as day to anybody. And this is why I didn't really want to get into the nitty gritty of the trials because ultimately it doesn't matter. Firstly, the defamation tri- or the trial in Virginia was not about abuse. It was about defamation. And something doesn't have to be false before it's defamatory. And this is why, you know, the verdict, it could potentially have, you know, quite devastating impacts for, you know, for male and female victims, which is why when people say this was a win for male abusers, it's just like, but you've set a legal precedent where they can be sued if they speak about their abuse. So how is that winning for them? Yeah, that's actually been the most surprising thing is seeing women come out and be like, as a victim of domestic violence, I believe Johnny Depp. I'm like, how? And again, I had a tweet that was like, yeah, just because you're a victim of domestic violence doesn't mean that you're an expert on domestic violence. A lot of survivors of domestic abuse have, you know, they internalize victim blaming myths. Like, you know, un- it's really actually unfortunate. A lot of women who have been abused, unfortunately, they do blame themselves. Like they internalize the myth that, you know, she was asking for it or I was asking for it and so on. Right. So we already know that. So I think that, you know, just because you've been subjected to domestic violence doesn't mean that you are approaching this with like an unbiased or a clear objectivity and just because you have lived experience of something that doesn't mean that you got to deny somebody else's lived experience and I've personally stayed away from the whole as a victim of DV because you know like Lila said it doesn't make you an expert and the context is very very different I mean most of us are not married to a beloved Hollywood actor who is worth hundreds of millions of pounds and you know who basically hired a nurse to sedate you just to keep you under control most of us were not in that sort of context or scenario it's completely different and I just think it's emotional manipulation when women you know try to use that and oftentimes I just respond well I'm you know well I was also a victim of DV and I believe Amber so we're at a deadlock here so (laughs) so what do we do now A lot of women were saying like, oh, you know, the way that Amber Heard speaks like reminds me of my narcissistic mother and so on. And so again, like kind of circling it back to what we were saying at the beginning of the conversation, like I feel like a lot of women, the interactions that we have with women are like a lot of the times based on trauma responses, unfortunately. You know, and I struggled with this too, actually, like my mom was narcissistic and abusive. And I'm not really sure why I turned out to be pro women, though. Like, you know, even though my mom was abusive and narcissistic, you know, and my dad was like the fun parent, we all knew my dad was abusing my mom, right? And so that sort of complicated things 
as well, right? So yeah, I'm not really sure why some of these women like they, you know, I had a narcissistic mother and Amber reminds me of my mother, but I don't get that. Amber doesn't trigger me the way that my mom triggers me. In fact, like the women who are standing Johnny Depp, they actually trigger me more as like, they're more similar to my mother in my view than they are to Amber in my mind anyways. And I think it's the desire again, I think part of it is also sexism and also because of Amber's looks as well. Like people want to buy into the trope that the beautiful girl, um, Amber's very intelligent, accomplished. She speaks multiple language and that she's an absolute bitch. Like they really, really want to believe that archetype about her and you know I don't know her personally but from what she's done publicly like in her divorce settlement she took substantially less than she was entitled to even her lawyer was like I think they made her sign something because she was entitled to like 35 million dollars and she took seven and pledged all of it to charity and even her lawyers were like what the fuck are you doing so they made her sign something basically saying I know what money I mean basically I'm turning down all of this money and I know what I'm doing I'm of sound mind because even her lawyer as well like you can get so much more and she chose not to she chose to take substantially less than, i mean so even if you know she was a gold digger why would she take substantially less than she was entitled to so actually here's another thing i feel like a lot of women are so desperate to prove that they're not a gold digger this is like the celebrity equivalent of like oh i'm gonna pay for my own date so that to prove that i'm not a gold digger kind of thing girl there's nothing wrong with being a gold digger dig that fucking gold okay like stop apologizing like the whole like gold digger archetype i feel is just like a sexist stereotype to try to like discourage women from seeking out money from getting what they're and also forgetting what they're entitled to like nobody's saying to johnny depp you know you should only take a dollar because if you're awarded damages like you can take a symbolic amount so when Meghan markle sued the daily mail uh, she was given a pound because you can't give zero and an apology but nobody's telling him to do that they're all just saying yeah take up their yeah, bankrupt her yeah when taylor swift won like i think it was like a sexual harassment lawsuit she only sued for a dollar because again it was about the symbolic victory right why the fuck is it that women are expected to take these like one dollar symbolic victories to prove they're not about the money meanwhile like johnny depp is the one being the gold digger here he's the one suing his ex-wife for millions of dollars for like mean comments and shit i also think it's bad to not take the money because if you have the money you can reinvest it into initiatives to make sure the crime that happened against you didn't happen again so take the money (laughs) i think that's what amber heard tried to do but she took substantially less and then ultimately she was hit with lawsuits which meant that she couldn't invest the money yeah like i wish she'd taken the money so she could win this lawsuit and even if she did take all the money like the thing is again I work in the charity or I have experience in the charity sector is if it's a large donation it's often spread out over several years anyway because that's how they do their funding like they don't donate or they don't like give 10 million dollars in one go they give it over several years I think Amber misspoke on the stand when she said I donated the money what she meant was I pledged the money but even still like people took that and ran with it as evidence that she's a pathological liar when she just misspoke and again that's what I'm like King Nickel said in his UK trial that she just misspoke. Yeah. And so again, like they're all dunking on her for not donating her divorce settlement. But where are all these people clamoring for Johnny Depp to donate his damages? And also Johnny Depp said he'd buy like when he got roasted for appropriating Native American culture, he said he would like buy like land at Wounded Knee 10 years ago. The land has still not been bought. So if anybody's not following through on promises, it's him. Yeah, but again, like this is the frustrating thing about the trial for me is that it shows that there's double standards between men and women. Like men can do terrible things and lie and total fucking assholes. And there will always be people, even women who are going to be ride or die fans will make excuses for him. And if a 
woman does the, you know, relatively minor stuff. Like, whereas for women, it's like every minor mistake, every like gesture, every like, you know, glance to one side, your hair, your clothes, your makeup, everything is going to be scrutinized to and twisted and taken out of context and so on. Like, it's actually very frustrating to like go through life as a woman knowing that that's going to be weaponized against you all the time. Part of it is because men are very adept at jumping ahead of the narrative. I hate how like feminism in some respects or like women who are women's advocates, they're always afraid to take the high ground position or they wait until these guys have made so much damage and then try to pick through the wreckage rather than launching an offense. You need to launch a fucking offense. And I think FDS has been popular because we started launching an offense, right? We're pushing a narrative that's pro-female, right? The biggest problem is that so many of these, I don't know if they're just hesitant to support women or if they just don't have, I don't know what it is. Because they get attacked. Like every fucking time I had a tweet that was in support of Amber Heard, there were like thousands of people in my DMs and in my mentions and so on being like, oh, I hope you get raped. I hope you die. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here's the thing. I have a, the thickest motherfucking skin after being an FDS mod, so that doesn't bother me. But for like normie women, you know, normal women who've maybe never been subjected to this kind of hate campaign, I'm somewhat protected actually because I'm anonymous, right? So for women who have their real name and their real face, you know, people can go after, you know, call your employer, you know, there's women who support Amber Heard face so much harassment. It is intimidating. So I kind of don't really blame women who are hesitant about that. And it wasn't even women as well. I feel like that's why they always win. Like you said, I understand why they don't do it because it can be scary. And obviously we're anonymous to protect ourselves, but like, because there's not a lot of women who are willing to actually take the offense then men are always gaining ground and then women are always constantly trailing behind them trying to pick up the wreckage and like change the narrative after the fact. I'm like, it's too late. And that's essentially what happened here with Amber Heard is that she hadn't publicly accused Johnny of anything until he started levelling lawsuits against her. And obviously when he lost in the UK, I think, I'm just speculating here, but maybe Amber thought it's over. But clearly he went back to the US, did his research, changed the narrative so that she was the main aggressor and then launched with that. And then she was then on the back foot. So the trial wasn't even about if he abused her. I know it was about defamation, but, you know, she then had to like, Rose said, pick up the wreckage of him claiming that she was the primary aggressor and that was the angle that his defense team ran with and amber just couldn't keep up with right then he was fueled by internet insults and that's why i think it's so important to have a voice out there that constantly launching offenses against men (laughs) and if and god willing if we get the funding that'll be us all day every day But because of stuff like this, where if you're not constantly on an offense, then you're going to lose ground to the massive amounts of losers on the internet who have nothing better to do but to dissect this trial and find the most pro-male narrative possible and then flood all of your social media feeds with it. And this is also why, like, going back to some contemporary info, this is why, like, you know, putting the subreddit, you know, launching the podcast, we don't announce it in advance because that then gives men time to shift the narrative in their favour. Like, even when we went ghost on the subreddit, they tried it, but because there wasn't, they didn't have any material to work with, we just went ghost, they couldn't really get anywhere with that narrative. And this is why, in a way, I guess, you know, being a ruthless strategist, like, it's also about launching your offence, but also not giving your car 
cards away at the same time as well. Oh, yeah. Basically, a lot of things about this trial piss me off. But the thing that pisses me off the most is the fact that, you know, until this trial, women already lived in fear that if I name my abuser, he's going to come after me, he's going to destroy me, he's going to attack me, he's going to sue me for defamation. By the way, like, it's really hard often for women to win a defamation lawsuit against their abuser because abuse, sexual assault, and so on happens behind closed doors. It's really hard to have evidence of that. That's why a lot of women are afraid of coming forward or reporting rapists. And this is the thing as well. People think that just because uh, Johnny Depp won the case, that means Amber's allegations were not true. And that is not the case. I mean, something doesn't have to be false before it's defamatory. Really? Oh, I thought like the, it wasn't defamation if it's true. Or was that libel? No. I mean, if you think about it this way, let's say I sued you for slapping me, right? And I couldn't prove that you slapped me and the court ruled in your favour. That doesn't mean you never slapped me. I just couldn't prove it. Do you know what I mean? So it doesn't actually mean that it's false. And when I explain it to some people, they're then like, oh shit, yeah. So essentially women who often don't have... And here's the thing as well. It also should scare all women because Amber Heard had way more evidence, way more... You you know, corroboration. She had a lot more money than most victims have. Like her evidence, a lot of victims don't even have a fraction. Like some of the most celebrated um, cases of Me Too, they don't have any evidence, but we accept them as facts. But she had everything. And even contextually, she also had Johnny Depp's violent streak that went back to the 80s. She had that in her favor and she still lost. You know, so what chance does a normal woman who doesn't have all that, all that witness corroboration, you know, what chance does she stand realistically? Exactly. Exactly. Marilyn Manson is now suing Evan Rachel Wood. I think was Brad Pitt, is he going to sue Angelina Jolie? Also Brad Pitt, yeah. He's basically suing her, you know, for defaming him. He's basically using the court system to continue to harass and abuse her, basically. And also there is a case in the UK, an actor from kid adulthood, uh, Noel Clark, who was accused by 20 women of sexual misconduct and then like turned around to be the victim saying, all these accusations make me want to unalive myself, poor me. He's now suing the BAFTAs, which is the British award, which is the British Awarding Academy for defamation, for kicking him out after the allegation. So it's not even victims they're going after. They're going after anyone they can. And they're getting this all from the Johnny Depp playbook. So Marilyn Manson is also pushing for a jury trial. It's just setting such a dangerous precedent. And I don't know, even if you hate Amber Heard, which I don't really understand why, even if you did, like, you cannot think that this is a positive outcome for anyone. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. Even if you don't like Amber Heard, you think she's kind of a bitch. Even if you think she's lying about the whole thing, like, it's not a good outcome. This case is terrible for women, right? So there's so many of these feminists on Twitter that are saying, for the record, actually, like, my... Twitter feed was actually mostly pro Amber Heard because I'm mostly following like, you know, more rad femme Twitter accounts and stuff. So most of my feed was actually pro Amber Heard. But every now and then, you know, I'd see a tweet or a quote tweet or something like that of a woman being like, you know, as a feminist, you know, men can be abused too. And that's why I support Johnny Depp. It's like, how can you call yourself a feminist? And this man literally said like he wanted to rape his ex-wife's charred dead body. He wanted to burn and rape her body. Like, how can you call yourself a feminist and support this guy? Really? And he called his ex-wife a French extortionist cunt now. And I know that Vanessa Paradis has come out and said he wasn't abusive towards her. But firstly, even if that was true, let's just take her at face value. That doesn't mean he wasn't abusive to Amber. Like rapists don't rape everyone that they meet. Like Ted Bundy didn't kill every woman that he met. He was still a serial killer. Secondly, it's like a lot of women, and I think this is the case in Johnny Depp, is that, you know, women like Kate Moss, women like Vanessa Paradis, who testified in Depp's defense, you know, they may not recognize that 
or want to acknowledge that the relationship was abusive. So if your boyfriend trashed a hotel room when you were in it after an argument, you know, causing $10,000 worth of damage, anybody today would say, you know, he's abusive, you need to get away from him. You know, him calling, you know, Vanessa Paradis, the mother of his children, a French extortionist cunt, I don't believe that that wasn't, that he didn't say similar things to her face, especially when, you know, when he was under the influence or drunk. It's tough because I think Vanessa Paradis is in a difficult situation because like she has kids with him right he could make her understand that like he could make her life very 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 miserable if she were to say anything negative about him right so she's one of those women where if she defends johnny depp i can at least somewhat understand why because the consequences of not defending him would be extremely costly to her so i can sort of like get that what i don't understand are the women who have no skin in the game (laughs) Like, they've never had a relationship with Johnny Depp. You know, all they've had is, like, maybe a celebrity crush on him and they liked him in the Pirates movie, right? Like, why are all these women jumping to defend him? It's actually, I've had that similar feeling. Like, why am I fighting for women when, like, all these bitches will stab me in the back over some dick? Like, you know, I kind of understand how black pillars feel sometimes. You know, what was really upsetting to me is because I follow a lot of women who work in domestic violence, who work closely with victims, and they were all extremely pro-Depp. And it's like, you know, what message? I think it was only the ACLU and maybe Refuge in the UK who came out in support of Amber Heard. But a lot of, you know, victim advocates for women, they were all, you know, supporting Johnny Depp and they were all that basically reciting the same victim blaming narratives you know she doesn't act like a victim or you know she punched him first or he's the victim and it's like you know for example why didn't she go to the police it was just so disheartening to see and it just made me realize that you know when victim blaming was first coined in the 1970s by William Ryan we haven't made any progress in terms of you know violence against women in terms of applying the term to violence against women we've made no progress whatsoever this is why I just you know side eye women who say this will set women back from being believed like women were never believed and this should show you that in you know women were never believed even if we had all the evidence we're still not believed and this you know this case should show you that and this case was also it also showed me also why I disagree with Lilith in the sense that I don't think we're ever getting out of patriarchy because one of the key tenets of patriarchy is essentially the male class solidarity there were so many men who had nothing to do with Johnny Depp didn't watch a single film with Johnny Depp in it don't give a shit about Johnny Depp who were supporting Johnny Depp because he was a man but you had women who had experienced DV who had you know more in common with Amber than Johnny Depp who were just completely anti-Amber and just completely rubbished what she was saying you know when it comes down to it men will always back other men but women don't do the same for other women. I do think that's a bit of a setback. That is a challenge. That's a barrier. I still think that just a tiny barrier. That's just but a scratch. No. <laughs> so what I'm saying though is like, first of all, I want to say male class solidarity is actually not as strong as a lot of women seem to think. Like I work in an industry that's very male dominated. And currently I'm doing this thing where like I found two male managers that don't like each other and I'm just playing them off each other right now. Like men don't all like other men like yeah there some will you know defend i find that men tend to defend men that they see as the most similar to them and so a lot of men will see johnny depp and they will think like oh you know they maybe identify with him and that's why they support him like it's not that i i mean i identify with amber heard that's why i support her a lot of women probably don't identify with amber heard so and that's why they don't support her right i want to say that like male class solidarity is not as like bulletproof as a lot of women and a lot of feminists seem to think if you spend enough time around men you'll see the crack in the solidarity start to emerge and i think it's very easy to exploit those cracks 
at least in my personal experience. I think we definitely, yeah, I think that's actually a good point. And yeah, I think I could definitely see that in the dating world as well, like where I don't hate using this terminology, but the, you know, you've got like the simps and the alphas and the betters. Like men know, you know, when they're at the bottom of the social pile. <laughs> and so women need to exploit, you know, they need to know that men know that they ain't shit. Like know the terrain that you're fighting in, right? And men also know that there are better men than them out there. You know, get in there and, and stir shit up. One challenge that I've noticed is like women tend to be hostile towards women that are more successful than them or more pretty or more whatever than them. Whereas men are not like that. They're a lot more sycophantic. They tend to be more like, you know, if there's a man who's more successful or more attractive than they'll try, you know, the whole alpha and beta thing, right? Like women don't really organize themselves on that, like in that same sort of hierarchy you know, men, there's like the alpha and then all the beta sort of like simp for him. Like it's seen as shameful for men to simp for women, but men simp for each other all the time too. Right. And so there's a few strategies that I've employed over the years and some of them work better than others. And some of them work in some situations and not in other situations. So that's like, it's complicated. So I think that covers everything that we wanted to say. So in conclusion, uh, Johnny Depp ain't shit. I stand with Amber Heard. And I just hope that, I guess my hope from this trial is that women just regroup. You know, Johnny Depp's back in court next month. So that will be another you know, wrap to the sheet. And I just hope that women wake up and realize that, again, like I said at the top of the episode, a woman you absolutely despise is a lot less likely to harm you than a man that you love. And just always keep that in mind. Sorry, I feel like I've talked for the whole episode. I'm really sorry. No, after you've been gone for so long, it was needed and wanted. I mean, we've missed you, right? (laughs) We've been talking our butt off for two episodes or three episodes or four episodes or however long you've been gone. So, But I'll link to all the articles that I've referenced in the show notes. You can have a read for yourself. And yeah, let us know what you think of this episode. Yes. So that's our show. If you want to support our show, as well as listen to bonus content and talk to us via the Discord to suggest topics and submit a roast to Scroat and participate in our twice monthly war room, which is a live chat discussion with us and the other members of the Patreon where we strategize how to fix your life, sis. Uh, check us out on patreon.com forward slash the female dating strategy and on our forum, the female dating strategy.com and follow us on Twitter at femdeathstrat and our Instagram at underscore the female dating strategy. And to all you Johnny Depp fans out there, in the words of the famous Jack Sparrow, a Johnny is a dishonest man and a dishonest man you can always trust to be dishonest. Die mad. See you next week. 